Hi and welcome to The Three Good Podcast, a weekend podcast where I talk about all things to do with positive psychology, well-being, resilience, mental health and emotional intelligence. I'm your host, Sukhpavia. Hi everyone, happy Sunday to you. So it's been a while folks, It's today is the 1st of March, Sunday the 1st of March, and if I'm right, it has been five months since I last recorded an episode. Well, a lot's been happening in that time, so I just needed to take the time out for it really. In that time, my dad returned home, which I don't remember if I mentioned uh, or if it happened at that time. It probably didn't, actually. So my dad returned home. We were doing a lot of house reparations and renovations so that it could be ready for him to return uh, from the rehab ward. And he's been settling in. He's been settling in very well. And he's uh, been getting good regular care at home from the community social services team, Um, with a community occupational therapist and physiotherapist as well. And, you know, in, um, I'm always aware of kind of this, the stories about the, uh, social services and care and the immense pressure they're under because of all the cuts that they've had to go through. I have to say, I'm really impressed with, uh, really impressed with what the local team have been able to do for dad since he's been home. And that's been uh, a really quite quite a lovely, um, just you know, not worry. You know, you, you just don't know how these things are going to plan out, and it's been so good. I, like I said, I just haven't had to worry about stuff, so that's been good. Um, what else in that time? Obviously, Christmas has been and gone. New Year's been and gone. And uh, the last couple of months have just been a bit busy. You know, the whole month, uh, there's a, normally a busy period for me when it's my children's birthdays to, within 10 days of each other. And they happen at the end of January and like uh, beginning of February. It's just super busy times. So there's always stuff going on. And then, of course, uh, last two weeks ago was half term week and I had a uh, had a few days with the kids, which was nice to have them to myself, and then I went on a short ski break, which I haven't been for year for it's been two years now, and I missed it so much. Oh man, I don't know if I've spoken about skiing before here. I probably have on the episode about what's your third place, and you know, for me, skiing really is such a pure joy. It's just one of those activities where I can genuinely just let myself be who I want to be without any kind of judgments on me, no pressure to have to perform in a certain way. No, um, I can happily let time just fly away and just ski on the different slopes and different runs that are available. Um... And just have fun doing it, you know, and just really lose myself in that. And it was such a joyful, joyful four days uh, of of being out there. And I was there from the Thursday to the Sunday, and I skied every day. Didn't ski for long every day necessarily. Like on the Thursday when we arrived, I realised there was night skiing, 
which I love. I have not done before, and I loved trying that out. It wasn't a big run; it was a fairly short one, but it was absolutely wonderful to be able to do that at night time. Then um, had all of Friday and Saturday where we I was I was out there with um, my best friend. We ski- we skied pretty hard those two days, and then we had Sunday morning where we just kind of took it easy, right? We had uh, just some um, extra runs that we thought we'd try out, and we did, and had some good fun on those. It was great. Just absolutely loved being able to have that time to do to do that. And then, uh, uh, so when I came back, funny story, folks. So we were in North Italy skiing. Tuesday morning, so Monday I was in the office, Tuesday I was in the office, and Tuesday morning the UK government released a note saying that anybody travelling back from North Italy needs to be on alert for the coronavirus. Now at this stage I was uh, free of symptoms, I felt perfectly healthy, and five days later I still am feeling exactly that, so I'm feeling very fine, uh, I don't feel there's any symptoms coming on at all. But I was with my work colleagues and we were discussing it and they were like, well, should you be here? And I was like, I don't think I should, right? Because it's uh, it's the report is saying that anyone travelling back from North Italy, because there were certain quarantine towns. Now, we weren't in any of those towns, thankfully. But because we were travelling in that area, um, yeah, the, the, the report said that yeah, if you have symptoms, you should definitely self-isolate. So... I didn't have symptoms. I didn't really want to cause any upset or alarm with my team. Um, and so I decided to self-isolate. So I've been at home since Tuesday. It means I can't leave the house, which sucks. And it means I really can't have anyone over you know, for this period as well, which is you know purely precautionary. And that sucks because I can't have my kids over. And... Uh, you know, very grateful for technology and being able to video call them when I uh, want to be able to talk to them and see them. So that's something at least, although it's just not the same thing, is it? Uh, and uh, I kind of I, I can't really do a lot to help Dad with his care. I mean, he has very light care needs anyway, but I, re- I have to just be cautious about how close I am to him in terms of contact. And uh, I, you know, I, it's not a trouble otherwise to have to keep in a separate room use separate facilities that kind of stuff so I'm fairly fortunate that we can do I can be in a in a separate place from him so he the risk of um, him catching anything is, is a bit less and obviously you have to have good home care good home hygiene um, activity as well right and I'm fairly good at that stuff so yeah that's quite exciting isn't it having to be stuck at home for I've got I think another 10 days of this I mean it's just boring right I just um, um, obviously I can work from home so that's been happening for the last few days and that really does help just the time pass in a very very good and healthy way and plus there's no reason not to you know if I can work from home then why shouldn't I but it uh, really does highlight just I, I really don't like it I really don't like working from home for some people it really works for them I'm just not one of those people I like to be around others. I need to feed off the the just the energy of being around other people, and I miss that a lot. So you know, that's a well precautionary thing. It has to be done in order to do the right thing, and that's where we're at with that. Um, all right. So today's episode, I. 
put out a question on Twitter last night. And the question was, what are the boring routine things that people should do, but don't, that would enable a good life to be had? Now, here's where the question came from. We've had the benefit of uh, many years of really good, top quality medical research, psychological research, um, economic research, you know, just lots and lots of data that tells us here's things that we know that if you do these things, they will help you to live well, right? They're going to help you to be well, live a good life, and um, and in the main, be healthy. Now, as people, you know, we have all the free will in the world to make the choices that we need to. And it surprises me on a regular basis. It surprises me how many people actively choose to not do the things that are good for them because they don't want to conform or they don't want to uh, be part of, you know, what, well, this is what the experts say. Um, or, you know, they want to find things out for themselves. Now, I have to be cautious here with myself because on the one hand, I absolutely uphold that people have free will and that they can and should make the choices that they need in order for them to live their own life. You know, I don't believe that there is any one best prescribed way to live life. That's just something we've been exploring for a long time and no one has really arrived at an answer which works for everyone and the main reason is right you know we are all individual we're not a collective we're not um, all linked up or connected to each other in some way which means that uh, if we don't do certain things then uh, it has a negative impact on everyone and at the same time, we have a lot of really good insight and understanding into, well, there are certain things that we know that will just benefit everyone. And I'm going to pick a controversial example, which shouldn't be controversial in today's age, but it is certainly it seems to be in, the, in recent years, is this thing about vaccinations. So vaccinations work because of obviously the uh, building of immunity within a person to be able to combat disease of particular sorts and when the community at large takes advantage of that and they immunize, immunize themselves then you have greater strength and resilience in the community to battle those kind of same diseases and if you have a certain number of population, there's normally a tipping point. If you have a certain number of population who don't go through that, it jeopardizes the health of the community. So it's a, it's a good example. And it shouldn't be controversial to be able to understand that something like immunization is a good thing in the main. But of course, we have free will, right? So people choose to look at the data and they choose to look at very specific things around that which makes them just question on their own whether or not they want to take part in that so we have the so we have a very large anti-vaccination movement which i genuinely struggle with in terms of the logic that it um that people 
uh, follow with that. And that's because I don't really think that the logic holds as well as they uh, claim it does. So that's just an example of where I think, you know, if we if we had um, a, a better collective understanding of stuff, we would do better. So in the same vein, we have we know there are lots of other things which are are really good for us. So I'm going to pick another example, right? So sleep is a, is a good example, which shouldn't be controversial, right? We know that if you get sleep, it's a good thing for you. But we have on the likes of LinkedIn and social media, people posting up things about when they what their sleep routine is and what their daily routine is. And by the looks of it, they get minimal sleep. And I just don't, and again, it just, it, it, I, I don't get that because that's not how we naturally function as, as, as people. Certainly not in the year 2020, right? We've advanced a lot from our primitive days to be able to understand the kind of range of stuff we need to do on our daily lives that help us to be well and sleep we know is just is a core part of that today because we're dealing with more stuff in our lives and sleep helps us to regulate ourselves in a in a fundamental way which you know uh, it has been studied and there is some really good stuff out there and there is a really good book why we sleep which uh, I would recommend, you know, if you do want to get into a bit more about what, what is the actual medical scientific benefit of sleep and psychological and emotional benefits as well. So, you know, it's there's something there around, well, you know, I can choose to sleep when I want. You know, an old friend of mine used to say, uh, you know, I can get by on four hours sleep a night or five hours sleep a night he would regularly go to sleep at two o'clock in the morning get up at 6 a.m and just carry on with his day and for all accounts he was doing exactly what he was saying and in discussion with him one of the things i realized is that it's not that he didn't want to not sleep it's that he just felt that sleep was a waste of time in some way, you know, that you couldn't be, you, you could be living instead of sleeping or doing stuff, not necessarily being productive, but you could do stuff instead of sleeping. And I kind of get it, like kind of, right? In that um, there's a thing about productivity and there's a thing about personal effectiveness. And at the same time, I'm like, well, Okay, you make your choice, right? You make the choice you make, and if that's what you believe you need, and that's what you believe you're going to do to carry on to live well, then carry on, right? Um, and if it works for an individual, then that's going to work for that individual. Is it something that we would recommend on a broader scale? Probably not, because for more people, it um, sleep is required. Sleep. Uh, of a better quality is needed so you know again it's like one and this plus many other things that um loads of people on twitter have responded back with they shouldn't be controversial things some of these things just should be well understood right and we and we understand them because we know that the um not just the research that goes into it but we know that in uh through many many uh people's experiences and through many different examples of 
uh, of people being well and living well, there's certain things which just work well. Sleep being one of those, right? So um, another thing, right, that uh, um, that we know should be better for people, but again, it's just something which uh, people have very, very free choice about, is the quality of the diet that we have. You know, the quality of the range of food that we choose to eat. And, you know, this... Uh, this got more highlighted to me when I had when my children were younger. You know, they're now um, 13 years old. My oldest, my eldest two, they're 13. And you know, when um, when they were younger, it was really easy to choose fast food options to um, to just have, right? And one of the things that at the time my what uh, my then wife and I made a decision on was actually we're not going to we're going to try and resist that as much as we can and it's going to become a thing which is infrequent and we're going to try and make more home cooked food and give that to the kids than going down the fast food option and the primary reason for that is we even though fast food joints have you know especially the bigger chains have tried to um, improve the quality of the food that they choose to give us it's still not great food right it's still processed food in the main it's still um, you know traveling uh, great distances because of the supply supply chain to get to us it's not fresh not really and it's it's hard to be able to confidently say it's a healthy choice and we can we can and we do have the benefit of a lot of better options available to us and it's more about actually the moderation right it's more about the moderation of the the food that we have and i think what people can tend to forget is that it's okay to have um bad food choices once in a while as long as it's not a regular part of your diet because if it's a regular part of your diet then you're just making an active set of choices which are just generally going to be bad for you you know and when we think about that it's it is very much about the person's individual choice right it is very much about that's what they uh, think is going to be right for them they think it's going to be okay they're not being they're not hurting anyone they're not causing anybody any harm or distress or anything like that so what's the problem right why not just go ahead and do this so absolutely, right? That is a valid um, choice. I don't think it's a valid argument necessarily, but I, I definitely understand the choice that people make around that. So one of the things that we know is that you do need to have, every day you should be having some uh, some range of fresh fruit, fresh veg, and you know lots of good fiber in your diet. And that's a good thing to have. And, you know, from a body health perspective, you should be, um, you know, that kind of food should mean that you're going to do a poo probably, at, well, at least once a day, if not twice a day, because then you know your body is in a good condition, right? It's processing the stuff it needs to, it's digesting it in the way it has to, and it's releasing it as it needs to as well. So, you know, the quality of the food determines how well our body is functioning. And then, you know, for some people, that's like you. 
do we really need to discuss that? But yes, we do, because it's all part of the cycle, right? We need to be aware of these things. That's why we're recommended to have a certain level of fiber in our diet, a certain level of, um, you know, the roughage that we need in order for the body to function well, as well as having a good range of, over the week of meat, fish, um, and, and you know, mod again, it's just about the moderation, about how much and what, what kind of uh, meat and fish we have as well. You know, it, uh, I, I personally try to limit quite a lot the amount of red meat I eat. I like red meat. I think it can be quite tasty in lots of ways. And I'm just really conscious as well that a lot of red meat just isn't good for you. So I don't have burgers every day. I don't have lamb every day. I don't have, you know, minced meat every day um, or uh, pork or whatever else. It's It's limited over the week. You know, I'll probably have maybe two to three times over the week. And the question for me is is less about, you know, well, why am I limiting myself? Because am I trying to, you know, do, don't I enjoy it or anything like that? It's not about the lack of enjoyment of the food. It's more about knowing that over the week, I need to really make sure that I've just got a really good balance of food that I'm taking in. Um, you know, every, um, my dad actually is a really good example of this, where probably about seven to eight years ago he really started to and he's now 82 he really started to pay attention a lot of attention to the kind of food he was eating and I think this is one of the reasons that he had good resilience and recovery from his stroke is yeah he cut out all fatty food so he would not have anything fried not really um he would have fresh fruit and veg every single day. Yeah, quite a large, large number of, uh, quite a core part of his diet that was. He uh, radically reduced his alcohol consumption. Like he, he didn't used to drink a lot, but he certainly would drink, um, you know, uh, two, two to three kind of different things every day, right? Be it whiskey, be it beer or something like that. And, um, you know, just um, in terms of that, he, he stopped that. He started to drink a lot more water and he uh, kept himself um, kind of well, um, uh, kept his well-being up because he was having better quality food. And he would cook his own food a lot every day. He would never, it would be very incredibly rare I would ever see my dad eat from a fast food joint or go to a restaurant and have restaurant cooked food. He nearly always in, more enjoys having home cooked food because he knows that he's either cooked it himself or someone has cooked it uh, for him. And so I, I look to him as a really good example of how he's had a really good healthy lifestyle because of you know, other things he was doing as well. But certainly the diet was a really key part of that. So these are but the so the the thing I'm these things I'm talking about right they're boring things you know certainly in kind of the the modern world of social media and everything needs to be you know not everything needs to be but the way we're sold stories and the way that we're sold content online if it's not exciting if it's not punchy if it's not um, you know breaking news in some way then people just they they skim over it they don't really pay attention to it. And that's a worry for me because these are very practical things. These are very 
understandable things that we we can easily do better about. We can do so many things much better in our lives if we just understood what the good advice was out there because the governments have done their research, the industry bodies, the research bodies, they've all done, you know, we've had, like I said, right at the top, a lot of time invested into these. There have been many mistakes along the way. We've learned a lot. I'm sure there's probably still stuff which we are still learning about and we still can do much more better. um, We can do much better around the, the level of insight we have. And um, you know, there's it, for me, it it's an easy set of choices that if we know that there are certain things which are just good for us, and it's not because it's just one person's opinion or their lived experience, it's also because there's um, a really great set of research evidence that backs it up. Then those those are the things for me which I just they're kind of easy just to follow, right? Why wouldn't I do that? Because these are good practices. So uh, let's just, you know, for me, it's just about getting on and doing those. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back to the Twitter um, post that I put up and I'm going to read out just people's responses because I think there's some really, really great responses in there. Okay, so here we go. It's quite a list because I didn't really anticipate the level of response that I got for this. It's been a wonderful set of responses. So just go with it, right? I'm just going to read out stuff as people have written them. So Sarah Boyd says, Floss, fact check, listen to your gut, have real unrestrained non-ego fun like a child. So I'm loving these points, right? Flossing, yeah, for me personally, I know I should do it. It's not something I engage in every day, mostly because I, I kind of... I just I struggle with the time commitment that I need to put into it. I know it's something I should do every single day. I don't, folks. So that's something that, you know, I just need to keep plugging away at and working out. Fact checking, absolutely agree with. There's a lot of stuff that gets shared online these days, and it's really easy to just swallow it because it's what someone tells us. We trust them. We think that they're telling us the truth. They're using figures and they're telling us it's facts easy to be able to run away with that listening to your gut you know I, I think that people think that they're listening to the gut and they want to make the right choices we need to help people to do that well and having real unrestrained non-ego fun like a child I love that as adults we really forget what it's like to be able to just have fun and throw yourself into it not caring about whether or not it's being done right if it's happening in the best way if it's efficient or anything like that you're just getting into it love it thank you sarah katie tells us um, this is katie and the pigs tells us try and get up at the same time every day so this is one of those things about routine right it's we function really really well when we have a good and strong routine and that good and strong routine enables us to just do the things that we need in the best way for us right if that means you get up at 7 a.m every day in order to have your morning routine and then go off and do everything else you need to it means you do that if your work means that you need to do that as well if your working hours mean that you do something later then it means you know you, you just adjust your day as you need to if you're not working and you need to have a good set of daily routines 
it's important to just know, right? What time and what should I be aiming to get up for? Let me try and just keep at that. Tony Jackson says, choose how to react instead of reacting. Carve out and protect personal time. Alkalize your diet, eating your greens, and save the bees. So this is really, really great stuff here from Tony. You know, I think that when we do read stuff online in social media, it's so super easy to just get caught up in, oh, I need to respond and I need to respond straight away. And if I don't, then I've lost the opportunity to combat something. You know, we can, we need to allow ourselves that time to think, what do I want to say? How's the best way to engage in this? Carving out, protecting that personal time. I really agree with that a lot. I think too many times we have too much stuff going on. We think we need to fill our times with doing stuff without really giving ourselves the time to just reflect, think, not do something and just give ourselves some quiet and just um, space to be able to just be by ourselves. Alkalizing the diet, eating your greens, this is something I was just talking about, and saving the bees. I know there's a lot of people out there who really, really passionately believe in this. I understand it from the environmental perspective. We need bees in order to help with just natural ecosystem survival. So there's strong arguments there. I, I totally get that. Christine Locker tells us, automate all payments and pay stuff ASAP. Do your regular medical checkups. And if, if you observe trends you don't like, do something now. That stuff gets more painful, annoying and expensive when you leave it unattended. Work on forgiveness. Start with yourself. Loving this, Christine. Thank you very much. Automate all your payments and paying stuff ASAP. Completely agree. Right. So in one of my earlier podcasts, I talked about how financial well-being can be a real worry for people. One of the reasons it can become a worry is that uh, we just don't manage our money as well as we could. Right. And it's really easy these days with direct debits and with standing orders to be able to just have stuff in place. So you just know it's going up. It's just happening. And you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to think about it. And you can set your stuff up in, in the best way so that when you get paid, a certain certain activities just just kick in. Right. Certain tasks should just happen. So if you haven't already thought about it, I'd encourage it. I think it's a really great point. Paying stuff. Absolutely. You know. Um, if you are a contractor, if you're working for others, if you're expecting to be paid, you want to just be paid on time. And I, 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 of course, I, I think that's the right way to do stuff. Unfortunately, there's a lot of big business out there who just really struggle with paying stuff on time. Me regular medical checkups. Like that's why we have the health service, not just the NHS in the UK, but that's why we have health services in pretty much every country in the world is so that we as people can be well. You know, um, in the main, our governments want us to survive. They want us to be well and they want us to live <clears throat> so that we can be more contributory. We can be more productive in society. So the better we make use of the medical facilities available to us, the better we are as a country. This, um, you know, if you don't like certain trends, if you don't like being partaking in something, you don't have to. It comes back to Tony's point a bit earlier. We have a choice. We, we don't have to react to stuff. We can choose to be keeping to ourselves. And, you know, working on that self-forgiveness stuff. I think that might be a whole episode I might need to just come back to just there in and of itself. Michelle Parry Slater is letting us know, eat your veg, even the green ones. Absolutely nice and clean. I like it, Michelle. It's a great point. 
Uh, Christine Locker comes back as well, says, learn to mend and repair stuff and sort out what needs sorting once a month. Involve professionals, pay them properly so you don't have to bother with doing rework. I can't tell you how much I agree with this. There's some things I know that around the house, like DIY type stuff, which I know I can do and it's going to be okay. There's other things which I know if I start tinkering with it, I'm just not going to get it done right in, in the way it needs to happen. And I would much rather pay someone who's a professional and get them to come in. I remember a couple of years ago, I think it might have been three years ago, in the um, my old house I used to live in, I bought a new light fitting for the kitchen. And it was about 8pm and I was trying to fix it in. And there was a set of fixtures happening in there. I just couldn't figure out for the life of me. Rang up a professional the next day, an electrician, asked him to come out to do it. He came out, he sorted it out within 20 minutes, and it was a job done. It was the best money, £60 I think it was, I'd spent to be able to just get that achieved, you know, because I was just not getting it. I didn't understand what was going on enough to be able to do it well. Um, Karen Tigo saying, don't scrimp on sleep. My life has changed so much for the better since reading Why We Sleep. I recommended that book earlier. Karen's recommending it here. She's completely on it. It's helpful in so many ways that we take it for granted when we think that we can just get by. Right? Oh, you know, we don't have to have six to eight hours sleep every night. We can survive on less if we need to. Actually, if you have too much, it's also not good for you as well. Right? So that's why there's the optimum time there that we that is recommended. Catherine Chapman saying, uh, focus on the moment now. Tomorrow will come and do its thing, but today deserves some attention. I love that. It's about, for me, I, what I read into that is about really paying attention to what's happening today. What can we do to make today as good as it can be? How do we be mindful? How do we be present with the people that we're with? Giving them the attention that they deserve. Giving ourselves the attention that we deserve. What do I need to be well? What's the self-care I need to take care of today? Kevin May coming in saying, take a deep breath, think before speaking, thanks for the chance to think about my beliefs on this question. All right, well, I appreciate the appreciation there. Thank you very much, Kevin. Agree a lot there, you know, taking a deep breath, thinking before speaking. Two really great pieces of advice there. Sarah Knight says, drink enough water. I, I mean, this one just is like a complete no-brainer to me. People say to me, but look, I don't like the taste of water. And I'm like... Man, water's not supposed to taste of anything. It's not supposed to be something which is enjoyable to drink. It's something which your body fundamentally needs to survive. Like, just fucking drink the shit, right? It's, it's there. It's ready. It's available. We have water companies who are investing incredible amounts of money into making sure we have great quality drinking water, and people still refuse to drink it. Like, I, I don't know how to help you. I, I can't help you.